Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors, Alex Rutledge in the studio with Redbone Mike Crash. Wayne Locke will not be in the studio today, everybody. He had to go to Springfield, Missouri to take his father-in-law and mother-in-law to the doctor's office for their visits. Uh, and he may, might want to see a doctor while he's there. Yeah, he may need to see one. So <laughs> he's still calling our roads streets. <laughs> Dirt roads are not streets. They're roads. They're roads. Yes, and he, he's staying busy. He borrowed my tiller. Redbone, right, and he balls it often. What a good neighbor! Yeah, and he tore the gearbox out of it. Oh, well, he, then he hurt his back, and he hurt his back. Then he brought his. He went and rented a tiller from Browns in Mountain View, then brought this rear time tiller over, and he done, tilled our garden with his back hurt. Oh, I done a live feed on it, but that's a good neighbor. <laughs> that's a good neighbor. Yeah, but anyway, he won't be in the studio. But we've got a great show lined up for everybody today, and you know it's fishing time right mm-hmm. now, and squirrel season, and a lot of things going on. And one of my favorite people's on the show with us today, and this guy here uh, has made baits for a lot of companies for years, and people didn't even know it. And uh, this guy is from the Ozarks, and it's Mister Gail Julian of Jewel Bait. Welcome to the show, Gail. Thank you, Alex. It's good to be with you and Mike today and and, uh, and all the listeners. I'm I'm honored to be a part of your program today. Thank you. Well, you, you're a first-class guy, and uh, you know, I can't help but bring it up, but you had a first-class son-in-law, too, that lost his life here a little over a year ago. And just yeah, a true friend. That's, but, a, that's you, a tough one to get over. I, uh, I miss that guy every single day, and there's a big hole left in my heart where, uh, where he... Uh, he resided here, and we'll get to see him again someday. That's a good part. Yes, sir. There's no question. So it's a positive thing. You know, life here on Earth is not forever, and when we leave here, we got a choice in life. And I yep. uh, don't mean to get off, but always in my show, we talk about faith and Christianity, and uh, that's what I like about Gail Julian. I know where his heart and soul is at, and uh, but uh, Johnny will always be with us, and I yep. can tell you stories about him and I fishing some river tournaments, and I probably told them to you before, but uh, I remember one time we was fishing the tournaments, tell it real quick, we're down at Donovan, and he's fishing the back of the boat, and uh, we're fishing real, real swift, deep water, and uh, he hooked into a big fish on one of your jigs, and uh, the fish come unhooked. Johnny never got upset. Stayed real calm, and it was a big fish. It would we would have won the tournament with it. Mm. He just stayed calm. That's another cool trait about Johnny. Mm. He had Jesus' spirit, you know, staying calm, didn't he? Yeah. I've never seen him mad. Nope. Yeah, but anyway, that's wanted to share that with you. But uh, let's Appreciate talk that. about Gail Julian. All right, Jewel Bait is a worldly known name. Jewel Bait again has made baits for a lot of companies, which you you kept it quiet. And you may still keep it quiet for some companies right now, <laughs> but your 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 headquarters is located in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Yep. And uh, you make spinner baits, you make jigs, you make everything imaginable. And I've got to visit the headquarters, Redbone, and I must tell mm-hmm. you, you can eat off the floors and employ several people. And these guys are really exploded. You kind of went out on your own to push Jewel Bait more now, right? Well, we're a, you know we are we have two 
two things going on in this building, like I showed you when you were here mm-hmm. and took the tour. You know, we have a our manufacturing operation, uh, which we are also an OEM or a uh, you know a contract manufacturer for several other large corporations, mm-hmm. and then we're also you know us. Our our brand is Jewel, mm-hmm. and um, so we've been doing that you know for thirty years. Both companies have been around for thirty years doing this, and and we have made lots of uh, lots of fishing tackle. Uh, some people wouldn't know about and some wouldn't, but but uh, we've been very blessed to be able to do that in America this all these 30 years, which has been a you know a challenge at times, but we wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, well, you sure earned your credibility by making wonderful products. I tell you what I want to do. I want to back up a little bit here. Gail, I want people to know about Gail Julian. I know you're not a center of attention guy whatsoever, but I feel that the view, listeners, not viewers, listeners need to learn about Gail Julian and how he started his company. So let's learn about Gail Julian, Redbone. Where was you born? Well, I was actually born uh, in a little place called Grants Pass, Oregon. Um, my parents, uh, my dad was from this part of the country. Uh, and uh, after World War II, you know, as a lot of people did, they relocated on the West Coast where jobs were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was born in, in Grants Pass, Oregon, lived there for a little bit. Uh, my parents eventually bought a motel uh, just off the Pacific Ocean in, in another little town called Crescent City, California. Wow. And so it's an extreme northwest uh, California. It's right in where the redwoods uh, mm-hmm. and the ocean uh, meet right there. And mm-hmm. so lived there until I was seven, but I've been in Missouri, um, you know, for a lot, for a very long time. <laughs> so, so, so you went to school. Where at? Seven, so, Did you go to school in Bakersfield? Uh, went to school in West Plains. Uh, started out grade school at South Fork, um, and uh, rode the bus. Uh, you know, two and a half hours a day. Wow! Um, uh, and then later uh, went to junior high and high school in West Plains. Graduated as Zizzer, um, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy eight. Tell a little bit more about my age and uh, married uh, my high school sweetheart uh, Terry. Up house and in 1979 started mm-hmm. working at, at Baxter Lab as it was known then Baxter yes. Healthcare Corporation here sure. in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Uh-huh. Started there as a uh, just as, as an assembler, actually at a little satellite factory they had and still have as a warehouse here at Midway. And mm-hmm. and so the interesting thing is that while I lived in Missouri and worked in Arkansas. Um, uh, at Midway, when I was 19, Terry and I both did, that factory now is only about 300 yards from the factory that I have now <laughs> where we manufacture all of our fishing tackle. So, you know, it's a very wow. small, very small world. But grew up as farm kid, working on hay balers and tractors and mowers and, and um, uh, you know, all those sort of things that, that kids do. And mm-hmm. and so, you you know, you acquire a lot of skills doing that. And, and so did that. Uh, worked at Baxter um, from from 1979 until 1993, and during that time, I went from being an assembler, uh, was laid off uh, for a while. Our house burnt, left, lost everything we owned, every possession we had, mm-hmm. uh, including all my guns and, and virtually everything. We didn't have anything but the mm-hmm. shirt on our back, literally, and so I kind of had to regroup. Um, in 1985, um, the only thing that remained was my rods and reels and a, and a tackle box, uh, with some lures in it that was in a storage building. 
Mm-hmm. And so that remained, and so I started fishing more. Mm-hmm. And as right. a result, uh, Baxter eventually called me back to work. Um, uh, started back there. They had a bass club, started bass fishing more. Uh, during that time, there was a need for uh, tackle that I was looking for in stores, couldn't find, so I started building it myself. Beautiful. <laughs> and that kind of developed into a garage operation that I started um, and a good friend of mine was building fishing tackle as well, and I said, well, "What am I going to call this?" And my nickname, my nickname, he called me Jewel because he couldn't remember my last name, so he just called me Jewel. And I said, well, "What am I going to call this company?" He said, "Well, Jewel, of course." I said, "Well, okay, Jewel it is." And so that's how we started, and wow, and um, that was I. We we built that up a little bit while I was working at Baxter, and it got to a point where I was either going to have to quit Baxter or I was going to have to quit the lure. Mm-hmm. Um, industry and so because I was doing both out of the garage Terry was working of a day and I'd work of a night and we're building fishing tackle where we was trying to raise our kids and wow. they learned how, they learned how to count by counting out spinnerbait blades and skirts <laughs> great American you know, we've been story. doing this for a while but um, uh, and then so then I quit it... Baxter in 93 I uh, had insurance and salary and everything going for me there and I quit that cold turkey to do something that I had no idea would, would ever succeed or not and well, that was with a stay-at-home mom and two kids well and you know uh, Gail as 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 people would say uh, a lot of anglers are glad you did glad you did all right we need to go to a break here gail and if you'll hang on we will we'll continue with this story and, and I know we want to get to these new uh, these new gym uh, gym baits that y'all have developed because I know right. those those look fantastic. Uh, we'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hi everybody, this is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors and Good Friends. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler. Hornady presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, second segment of the show. And Redbone, uh, what a wonderful guest Gail Julian is, and what a yeah. unique way. He's got the typical story of yep. the American dream, how somebody starts out, and a farm boy. Yeah. West Plains Zizzer. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and develops a product out of, out of need, and then puts it out there in the world because of necessity. Yeah, and he's I mean, a common he needed, guy. He needed to make a living. A common guy yeah. that's that's been that's very successful. Very successful, Gail. So we we've heard that story. Now I know you love to turkey hunt and deer hunt, and you're a big yep. food plot fanatic. You love growing eagle beans and all this stuff. And I know that you hunt with your grandkids and, and your daughter Paige. What a beautiful yep. lady and wonderful family they are. And I think the world of them. Uh, what got you in to fishing tournaments? I know you created your brand. You created right. your company. Uh, do you remember your first contract deal that you ever done making baits for somebody? Uh, I know this is a two-part question. Let's answer that first. You remember the first time you ever cre- signed a contract? Right, I'm going to make baits for this person. Well, before before I actually owned our manufacturing company, our manufacturing company that I now own was owned by two guys who founded it that I okay. that I bought the company from okay. uh, several years ago, and they've always done my manufacturing for me mm-hmm. because their level of quality was unsurpassed anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, in the world, literally. Um, but I, the the 
I think one of the things I most remember, so, you know, I told you that, you know, I quit Baxter kind of mm-hmm. cold turkey to, mm-hmm. to kind of launch our own thing and mm-hmm. had a dream that would work. And, and, um, uh, I've, I've told people a lot of times, you know, it's really not so much about what Gail has done, but what, what the Lord has done with somebody Come that's on. willing just to say, okay, if you want me to dig a ditch today, I'll go build, buy me a new <laughs> shovel and I'll get at it. Yeah. So it's really about him more than it is me, but yeah. So the first product we had that was a success, and it was a worldwide success, and it, it happened literally almost overnight, was our soft plastic sculpt and hypertail, right? Oh, yeah. So um, we, I had just quit, um, but I was still working for my father-in-law, stacking uh, cross ties and cans and lumber at a sawmill during the day. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so Terry's dad... Um, uh, Gordon, he owned Uphouse Sawmill there in West Plains on 17, Highway 17. Whenever uh, I was laid off uh, from Baxter, I actually went there uh, and helped build the brand new mill, which is on South 17. So mm-hmm. uh, a day, I would stack uh, lumber and cross ties and cans um, and whatever else needed to be done. And then at night, I'd, you know, we'd make lures. So I did that even after I quit Baxter because I had to have I had to have some income, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because contrary to what most people think, you know, just because you're in the lure business doesn't mean you're rich. (laughs) That's right. Just because you may have a boat and stuff doesn't mean you owe, doesn't mean that you have it paid for. No, 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 no. So anyway, did, uh, I was doing that, but, but during this time we developed a soft plastic sculpin and there really wasn't anything like it at the time. Uh, an outdoor writer, a local guy named Gary Nelson had done an article in the mountain home paper and it was a, it's a full inside spread in a mountain hole paper. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've I've really launched and landed something here, you know. <laughs> well, he said, well, I've submitted this to Bassmaster. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, you know. Well, I didn't hear any more about it. Um, I had I had three tackle stores, uh, one in West Plains and two in Mountain Home, uh, that, was, that I'd suckered into buying my products. <laughs> and I would handle them, you know. And so... One day, Terry calls me. I was at lunch um, uh, at uh, my father-in-law's house. We went to lunch there at the house, and the phone rang. It's Terry. She said, something's happened. I said, oh, my God, what's wrong? Kids are sick. What happened? She said, no. She said, I've had 30 phone calls before lunch, oh my. and everybody's wanting to buy sculpins. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, I said, off that newspaper article? She said, no. She said, somewhere or another, Bassmaster has picked it up. I said, No. So I got home, and in the November um, 1994 issue of Bassmaster, they did a four-page article in Bassmaster magazine on our jewel sculpt and hypertail. Wow. And we literally went from selling to those three stores uh, to selling internationally in the course of about six weeks. Wow. And I, I had every family member and every neighbor and everybody <laughs> that I could possibly think of packaging sculpins. And I've got pictures of it where there are living rooms full of, of packed down sculpins in beer flats because that's the only thing I could get to pack them down in before we shipped them. But the first order we got, it was from Japan, the first order we got uh, was a sample order for 6,000 packages. And oh, the people my gosh. in Japan told me that that's the largest sample order they had ever placed hmm. of a single product ever. And so that's amazing. the 
real order that we got after that was 36,000 packages, and I oh almost had a stroke. <laughs> did you think so, you'd hit the— You were on to something. You hit the lottery. Man, I've done it, <laughs> We did baby. hit the lottery. Did you think, new bass boat coming, baby? <laughs> I thought, no, really what I thought was, how in the tarnation am I going to get these things packaged up? So yeah. we literally had everybody and every neighbor in the country doing this and, and packing them as home workers, and, and we still yet to this day use home workers to— to package a lot of our stuff, even though now we're yeah. a little more sophisticated, a little more automated, and do a lot of it in-house. But that was our first product that really did make national, world, and actually worldwide headlines. Well, Gail, i got to ask you, do you still have a copy of the article? Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. It's what was interesting the, was, it was the year that Brian Kirchel won the Bassmaster Classic, and Brian was a guy like us, Alex and Mike, yeah. that just grew up loving to fish, and he made his way up through the Federation uh, anglers and and got a chance to fish a Bassmaster Classic and he won it. Wow! Oh my! But but a few months later he died in an airplane accident. No, oh, what a commercial, great commercial airline accident and and so that was in that that was in that issue. It was a very unique, very yeah. unique time, very unique situation. But our uh, our products were in that issue. Well, what a great American story, Redbone. You yeah. know, uh, another root story. You know, he used to work in a sawmill. <laughs> and, and how many listeners out me. there in the Ozarks can relate to that? You know, and that yeah. gives Gail Julian and Jewel Bate more respect. You know, we're going to go to a break, everybody. Don't go away. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors with Gail Julian of Jewel Bates. Man, what a great interview. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy, Alex. Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Up a big old hill. Year after year. Got my Hornady presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. This is our third segment, Redbone. And yeah. Man, more great information about Gail Julian and working in the sawmill. And the sculpting. And, yeah. You know, and, and the sculpting. I think now is a good time to ask, how did you come up with the idea to create the sculpting? Well, there were some local guys actually hand-pouring some. And, okay. And, you know, sculpting is one of those things that was a something I really wasn't allowed to aware of. All, the trout fishermen here local on the White North Fork River were very familiar with them because they reside there. What I didn't know is there's over 300 species of sculptings in the world. And wow. they are anywhere from... You know, very very small. You know, inch long to over eight pounds. Oh and So man. I didn't. I, I had no real idea. But what I found out was that virtually everybody of water has them in it. Hmm. And so, particularly the stream systems and all that. And and but they look like a lot of things. They look like what some people call a mad tom or a you know a little little you know uh, blackhead catfish or a or a uh, snail darter or you know there's a lot of things that really look like salamander a little bit. But um, so they're kind of a it kind of dips because they look like a sculpt, and they also look like a lot of other things. And the bottom line is, look like what fish eat. <laughs> they like them, yes. so that's the main thing. But uh, there's a uh, guy doing a uh, kind of hand pour thing, and and he showed to me. So we need, to, you know, you might want to look at this doing this as a you know injection type thing. And so we actually built injection molds that KG, my my manufacturing company now, uh, they actually built my molds for me back in the day. And um, a set of molds back then was $6,000. Oh, my. Oh, my. Now, you know, take that into consideration. You could have bought uh, a new car for about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And I like almost had a, another stroke whenever <laughs> I seen what it was going to cost to actually do this. But, but that's kind of how that got started. And then there were requests to make a, a smaller one. Our original was a four inch. And then we had requests because the walleye and trout guys wanted something a little smaller, so we made a three inch. Mm-hmm. And so that's we still continue. We milled those still to this day, and they. They continue to sell extremely well. Like I said, we still sell more sculpins than we do of any other individual product that we, you know, we produce. Those sculpins, those sculpins will catch smallmouth on Current River and the rivers too, buddy. Oh yeah, they love them. smallmouth. Love them. Trout, walleye, largemouth. I need to order some of them from you for. I got the his and her tournament coming up uh, June the thirteenth, which is my birthday. I'll be fifty six years old. Oh, oh, you're just what, up. Oh, I am. But yeah, I am fifty six years old. I feel like I'm getting old. But anyway, <laughs> what a great birthday gift if Linda and I could win that thing again. We right. won it oh, a couple absolutely. of years ago. Uh, well, if you get to the weigh in on time, you might have a chance. Don't you didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> they, well, I got to share that real quick. <laughs> Usually, every way is five o'clock, and our guy that launched us, I never heard him say four o'clock weigh-in. I was probably talking to somebody, you know me, <laughs> and we didn't show up to five o'clock. We had enough weight to make the top three. Right. <laughs> everybody's worried to death, and I, I come in, pulled in, and everybody's all the boats are in. I thought, what? Yeah, you know what people were thinking? They go, "Yep, Linda, Linda was talking again." <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, back to this here. Now we learn learn the story of the scope. And uh, you make how many different products right now, Gail? Oh goodness! Um, how many students? Um, we <laughs> have, uh, you know, our our things that we start out with our pro spider jigs and our finesse jigs and football jigs and and all that. And most recently, we've I've seen a need. Um, you know, we we've always been kind of catering toward the, you know, the hardcore tournament guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've always taken pride in having precise products, you know, to solve a problem while you're fishing, and so it makes your fishing experience better. But there's also a lot of people out there that are first time fishermen or just you know just you know they love to fish but don't do it a lot. And the product lines we've built most recently are, are kind of for the average guy. They work really well for the tournament guy as well. But the average guy can go out and just, you know, throw it, cast it, and then crank it back and catch fish on it. So we've introduced our new gym series. And what that is is something I started doing years and years ago, but I never followed up on it. And that was making a product that had the size of in this particular example like a swim bait that you wanted to fish and so but if you had the head to match up with the swim bait size it weighed too much to be able to fish it effectively Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what we've done is we've developed a way of putting a lead core inside and then we do a resin over molding process Mm. uh, over the top of that and it does two things well it does more than two things but the two major things that it does is that it gives you a profile and a size that you need without the weight that you need. So we hmm. balanced it right. We weighed it correctly. So now somebody can put on a, a swim bait, which is really popular. Swim baits are really popular. Catch a lot of fish on them, but there just wasn't a good way to fish them. Mm-hmm. So we developed a keeper system that holds the swim bait on, and we developed a head where the swim bait swims correctly, and you can fish it through cover. It doesn't get hung up. Mm-hmm. We've got a cable guard, you know, keep it from getting, you know, snagged. And so it's something now that you can take your, like I take my, you know, five-year-old grandson or, or uh, 
10-year-old you know, granddaughter it's pond fishing, and they can just literally throw it out and crank it back and, and just have a good time catching everything that swims in the pond. So that's that's kind of what our focus has been. We've done that in several sizes, um, you know, just to match up with different swim baits. We've done it in two different spinnerbait designs and two and in, in an underspin. You'd mentioned that earlier, an underspin type design, mm-hmm. which we call the, you know, the gym spin. Yeah, so that's our latest right now. I like that gym spin uh, head there where you can put different uh, baits behind it, trailers behind it, just yep. the head too. Yeah, Can you order – can they order online just the heads uh, to yes. some of their yeah, own the baits? So they can order everything. And they're available in, you know, virtually every tackle store, you know, in the country as well. Yeah. I'm a swim bait freak. Spinner bait freak jigs, I love throwing them all. That spinner, uh, we're looking at him right now as we speak. The I love your wire heads too with the single wire, right? It, what do you call that one there? With a, with a cable guard, to cable the, guards. Yeah, you ever thought yep. about doing double wire on them? We have. It's just um, if done correctly, a single cable guard will accomplish most everything that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, and. From a cost perspective, because yeah. everybody's very yeah. you know cost conscious these days, yeah. um, and we're an American made company, so our American company, so we can't our labor isn't yeah. isn't the cheap China you know foreign labor. So yeah. to anytime we add a part to a mold, then it reduces our cost yeah. or reduces our output, and which increases our cost. So we try to do everything that we can, but the thing about it, if a head is designed correctly, you don't need much of a weed guard or cable guard or brush guard You're right. to make it work right. The mm-hmm. reason you have to have a heavy brush guard is because you didn't do the head design right. Yeah. And so if you do build it correctly, you don't have to have much. And a single cable is vir- virtually invisible in the water, so the fish don't notice it. And uh, they they just perform really well. Yeah, I'm going to order a, a bunch bait. of them gym heads. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> you talk about putting a crawl behind them too. Mm-hmm. One of your crawls. Oh, for sure. And you know you can pitch them down in behind them logs and stuff, and you won't get hung up. Right. There'll be a lot of guys if they see these, they're going to be jumping all over them. Yeah. Yeah. We've had guys fishing creature baits and yeah crawls and just all kinds of things behind them. But yeah. so they work for a wide range of products for sure. Great information, everybody. We're going to go to a break. More with Gail Julian, Jewel Bates, when we get right back after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Hornady presents. Welcome back to our fourth segment of the radio show. And again, Redbone, just great information. And we're learning a lot about jewel baits. And this new gym line series of baits, man, are very, very popular. And I know you're selling these all over the world right now, aren't you, Gail? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was thinking of something. I was telling the story here in between the breaks here about my brother, Jack. He, uh, him and his partner just won the CRS, CRSA, Current River Smallmouth Association Tournament here on the Current River. And my nephew, great nephew, Dylan Watson, won a uh, big bass, had a 416, and he caught a 386 oh, wow. back-to-back. Wow. 
And I'm very sure, confident, that he was using one of your spinnerbaits that you made. Right. He caught them on spinnerbaits. Now, my brother Jack won't tell me what he was throwing, but I know. <laughs> but Dylan lives down over you. He married a girl down around Bakersfield. Oh, he did? Well, good. Well, yeah. he'll he'll tell you what it is. Oh, yeah. But have one uh, over on his dad. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last name of the girl he married. But anyway, long story short, uh, we are all Jewel Bait fans up here in the Ozarks in southern Missouri, and we want to support American-made companies and all of our listeners across the country. Uh, we appreciate you supporting Jewel Bait. And you can go to their website, and we'll talk more about that in the show, But and order these baits. You you make uh, the spider jigs, as you said, and you make mm-hmm. football jigs, and you make the swim baits, and you make the sculpins. Uh, would you say you make over 100 skews? Yes, w- way over. <laughs> way over 100. You just couldn't give me a direct answer. But I want to encourage everybody, again, I want to push I want you to go to jewelbait.com, all the listeners, and look – Look! Oh, look at the Gitsit heads, man! Yeah, you got, yeah we've got, got a rattling tube head. Rattling tube head. Oh, wow! Then look at you got a little head there, horse head with a spinner on it. Yep, man, that's, our, that's, our that's called the slab flasher. Yep. yep, and you got panfish heads. They got everything. Yep, and, we uh, make. Uh, we have a few. You know, we, Jewel is our main brand, but we have Big Strike, uh-huh. Bay Coast, Hyper Striper. We also, you know, we're. We have a configuration trademark on that horse head uh, design uh, for, you know, striper lures as well. And so we sell a lot of those. Uh, Big Strike is our USA brand for precise, precision-made panfish jigs. So the thing about crappie fishermen is, is if they want a jig that falls at a certain rate on a certain line size to a certain depth consistently, problem is most jigs on the market don't they're not all the same mm-hmm. and so our big strike line is a, a set of a series of jig heads that are precision built weigh the same every single time and so once you determine what you know what fall speed you want uh you can duplicate that every time so if you lose one or after mm-hmm. you know whatever the next one you put on is gonna be identical which is really important and so that's a usa made a product to compete with, you know, the the, the less expensive or mm-hmm. less quality products on the market. You know, I'm looking here. Uh, he's going through pulling all the pages up, and you got the Rock Carolina rig yep. weights. I didn't know you had those, man. Those yep. are awesome. I'm a huge Carolina rigging yep. guy on the river. And well, you, you lose chop- very few of those because of its design. I know. I need to get some of those. Basically. I'll order some of those. Uh, but also, you're very famous for the Hound Dog lure retriever yeah yeah let, let's talk about that real quick everybody that fishes rivers and how much time we got here Redbone? bone uh, got uh, just about five minutes we'll five minutes okay stuff, yeah. we, we got five minutes left in this last segment then we're going to do a bonus segment but the hound dog lure retriever everybody if you fish cover you've got to have one of these let's talk about that gail yep well see the hound dog was actually developed by the guys who did start kg enterprise you know way back um, in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. That was their very first product that they built mm-hmm. because they were walleye fishermen. They trolled a lot, and mm-hmm. they were always getting their crankbaits hung up on stumps and logs and things. They couldn't get them back. Mm-hmm. And they so that's when they developed that. And that is one of our oldest products. It was They patented it, had a patent on it for 15 years, um, sold it to a major retailer without a price increase for 15 years. That retailer, wow. once the patent ran out, um, sent it to China 
copied it, dropped them from selling it, uh, from buying them again. Hmm. And um, so it went to China, and they copied it and tried to have one. But the hound dog still, to this day, continues to sell tremendously well. Hmm. I mean, it's uh, we're all shocked inside this building about how many hound dogs we still sell. You would think that everybody in the world would have a hound dog by now. <laughs> we want they, more people to buy them. <laughs> we're more selling a lot of hound dogs. But uh, Earl Garrison is my uh, plant manager here, and he's uh, he loves to fish crankbaits, as do I. Uh-huh. And he says that, that undoubtedly, over the course of time that he's been fishing, that thing has, has saved him thousands of dollars in crankbaits. Well, I'm going well, to ask what might be a, a, a dumb question, but how does the hound dog lure retriever work? Okay, well, that's not a dumb question. We get that all the time. Uh, Mike, it's real simple. We we add a cord to it, almost like a trot line cord. So all we sell is just the hound dog itself. Mm-hmm. So if you get some trot line cord, and I use an old reel. I've got some old ambassadors, you know, 5,000C is what I've got mine spooled up on. Or you can you can go to your local pet's. Uh, supply store and get you a a retractable pet leash and you can even put it on it if you want to. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, and so I've got one of each. I've got one on a, on a reel with a short piece of rod, and I've got one on a pet leash. Okay. And you know it's kind of appropriate since it's a hound dog being on a leash, but it, yeah. <laughs> re- it really works really good. And I think on our website we've got a few videos. Actually, I think Kevin Short, which is a BASS touring pro, he. He did a video using the hound dog on his um, on his pet leash. So, uh, but you, that's what you do. So you tie your cord to it, put it on a leash, and when you're hung up, you just slip it over your line and you just you just let it fall down to your your lure and uh, bounce it a couple times. It'll knock it loose. You just get it back. It's unreal. Yeah, I've got wow. one in my boat. Yeah, you got to have one when you're fishing Current River. I promise you. Yeah. So, yeah, so you'll wh- save, and you, you can save. You know, whether it's a jig or, of course, we really don't want you to save the jigs, you know. We want you to buy more of them. But, you know, your crankbaits, your stickbaits and things like that, um, you can get all those loose. Now, what's the weight of the, the, the hound dog? Uh, it weighs eight ounces. Eight ounces. Now, think about this, folks. Half, you hook it on your line, you raise pound. your rod tip up, then it slides down your line, down to the bait, to the brush pile or rock. Yep. And what you do, you shake it a couple times, and it bumps it off. Of the rocker log mm-hmm. and uh, helps you retrieve it, bumps it off. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Pretty slick. You know what we need to do? We need to run some underwater cameras to show that thing how it works. Yep. That's a really cool. good idea. That'd be a little video, yeah. Yeah, show that and that'll help you sell more of those. Well, as much as I get hung up, I'd be I'd have plenty of opportunities. That's why I haven't took you fishing <laughs> with me, Redbone, because I know you stay hung up. We'd be fighting the whole time. <laughs> Maybe if he brings a hound dog, you let him go. Yeah, yeah. If you bring a hound dog, I'll let you go. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, before we get out of the radio show today and yeah. get on to our, our, our bonus segment on the uh, on the podcast. Uh Gail, if people want more information about Jewel Bates, where do they go? How do they order? I mean, just give us the lowdown here. I guess about a, about a sixty second commercial sure. for Jewel Bait. Can I say oh. something before you answer, Gail? Yeah. I yeah. want to tell everybody you need to go to their apparel on their website and look how cool their apparel is. They have some of the most awesome apparel. Be sure to look at that also. Their cap shirts and all that. Anyway, go ahead. I appreciate that. Alex. Um, so we're really easy to find. We're on Facebook, all your social media: Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know, just Jewel Bait Company, and then online at jewelbait.com and um that's the easiest way and uh, we have all of our product offering there 
uh, full color, good images. We have a lot of videos, uh, a lot of tackle tips. Uh, we do a tackle tip Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done. I love those, by the way. I watch them every Tuesday. Uh-huh. There's dozens of those on there. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, we want people to understand what we're what we're about, what we produce, and why we do it. We're, we're essentially problem solvers, and so as anglers, we want to have the best experience on the water as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And so our job as a manufacturer is to make that possible. And so since we fish, uh, when I fish, I want to just enjoy my day. I don't want to be hung up all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to have the right tool for the job. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do. We just, we've been able to tweak and and balance things and produce things in such an exacting fashion that it just gives the angler a better experience at a, at a very good value. Our products are not higher just because they're American-made. We've taken a lot of pride in in automation and being able to do things uh, to to maintain costs and to give the consumer really good value. There you have it, folks. Gail Julian of Jewel Bait Company, American-made products, an Ozarks hillbilly that done everything from working in a factory to a sawmill to now one of the worldly known famous fishing tackle companies. I want to thank you for being on the show, Gail, and what a great, great guest you've been today. And well, I thank think you people, for having me. You guys, I, I really appreciate appreciate the opportunity. It means a lot to me. And well, folks, and, and coming up, we're going to be doing our podcast. And, folks, we want to remind you of the podcast. Yeah, the podcast bonus. Now, what you've got to do is sign up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the podcast, go to our website, like it, and also like Jewel Bait Company's website, and you can listen to the bonus segment. And Jewel Bait will be sharing this show also through their, all their social media. And uh, what we're going to talk about is some secret tips from Gail Julian, what you can do with some of these baits uh, and how to catch more fish. I want to thank you all for listening. And, you know, as always, the outdoors is all about family. And the American Roots is all about faith, friends, the outdoors, and our constitutional rights. And our famous saying is this, when your roots run deep and strong. You never have to fear the wind. There you have it, folks. Gail Julian, Jewel Bait Company. Thank you. So you never got to worry what the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Jewel Bait presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. This is our bonus segment, and we've got our very good friend, this guy right here, is what a great show uh, you've got to learn a lot about him there's a lot of things i didn't know about him redbone i didn't know that he was worked in a factory i didn't know he worked in a sawmill like a lot of our listeners he knows what hard work is and he's created a very worldly known famous brand jewel bait company mm-hmm. and this guy he fishes uh you fishing the flw or which one which series are you fishing gail well right now i'm fishing the omtt's which is uh it's a regional uh you know uh, very high quality tournament trail um, uh, based out of uh, you know Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, they travel around to you know several of our area lakes um, as far as ways you know maybe Truman Lake, the Ozark, Stockton, Beaver, Bull Shoals, Grand lakes like that. And then I fish Web Outdoors, which is an uh, elite format where you fish two days uh, by yourself. So you're, you're the only person to boat fishing and. Mm-hmm. 
and um, so those are the two that I fish uh, right now, along with you know a lot of the charity events and mm-hmm. and benefit events and all those, which is you know really fun, really popular. Yeah. Now, how long have you been tournament fishing? Um, probably thirty-five years. Oh wow! So, so you could you've seen a huge difference from the time you've started to now, and you hear the big emphasis and the focus graphs, 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 graphs. Right. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, electronics uh, is one of those things, like most other things in technology have made tremendous progress over the years. I've still got in my office where I'm sitting today doing this podcast, I've got a hummingbird flasher <laughs> sitting here. I got one uh, of those. <laughs> I do. I've got one sitting here about five feet from me. It's a Super 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old one. Whenever I first started turbo fishing, that was, that was high tech, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, but today with uh, 360 imaging and and the, you know, live scope type things on the market, you can virtually actually see the fish mm-hmm. and you can see the lure and you can, mm-hmm. you know, see what they react to, what they run from and all that. So with GPS way it is, uh, down imaging, side scan, you know, all these things that are now available, uh, it's just, it's, it's tremendous. And, um, you know, all these things, you know, I think it propels the industry forward continuously. Um, I think it's getting to the point where there's, <laughs> it's going to be hard for fish to hide, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, and, but, uh, you know, Gail, I would think that uh, with, with these, with the, uh, uh, with the, the electronics like they are, that you being a manufacturer of baits, that's got to be something very interesting to you to see how that bait is acting in the water and how those fish are reacting to those baits to help you improve your products. Well, it does. It, they are, there's a lot of feedback. Um, I remember the first time uh, Kevin Short sent me a video of these, uh, uh, not the side scan, but the, uh, you know, where you can actually see the fish on yeah. the, the live scope, where you actually see them reacting. Yeah. And he was fishing a brush pile at the side of a dock. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing, I don't remember what he threw first, it seems like he threw a crankbait. And that fish, you see a, a fish run from that crankbait. He actually moved out of the brush pile. Oh, wow. He ties on a stick bait, he throws it back in there, and he watches the fish come over and eat it. And oh, it was a, wow. you know, a four-and-a-half, five-pound largemouth. But he could, he could tell what the fish wanted and what he didn't want. So, yeah, it does help us as lure manufacturers. It certainly is a bonus for the, you know, for the angler. Um, uh, I think in the, in the lure bit, you know, building industry, there's, technology has really helped us. You know, we, we have 3D printing now, and we have other things available to us um, that allow us to try things and build things and, and really develop a much better product line. You know, that we talked about the gym series earlier. That's one. That's an example of that. Mm-hmm. And I know Alex wanted to ask uh, about some fishing tips here as we get down just the last couple of minutes. Well, sure. One of his secret tips is using graphs. That is one of them. <laughs> and using good jewel baits. Yeah, using jewel baits. we all baits. know that. But to secret to your success in winning tournaments, do you go in and plan your strategy or you just go fish? I know yeah. on the CRSA, a lot of guys, they just go fish. Well, right. me, myself, uh, being a professional hunter for 35-plus years, I've got a plan. I've got to have a plan for everything I do. I right. can't just go wing it. Right. So let's hear your no, I understand. Your well, 
it's a it's a combination of both. You know, you try to spend a you know because I'm busy and and can't just take off and go. I usually spend you know a half a day to a day on the water. You know, before a before a tournament, and I know seasonally kind of what to expect, water temperature, um, you know, and all that time of year. All will give you tips of what you need to do. Uh-huh. Ultimately, though, you're gonna it's trial and error, and you're gonna have to go out there and try a few things. I think there, you know. That's that's so broad. I'd like to kind of scale that back a little bit. If there's one okay. thing, uh, you mentioned my son-in-law, Johnny. I taught yeah. him how to fish a jig out of the back of a boat. And the first year that yep. he went and fished as a non-boater on his local bass club, he won uh, the whole thing well, I as a jig that. fisherman. I remember that. Yeah. So, excuse me, he, uh, he learned some basics. And the basics that I try to teach everybody is don't get too carried away. Mm-hmm. With a lot of different colors and selections. Come on, that's good stuff. Mm. All choked up. That's all right. Hey, um, we're real here on America. We're real. But they. So, what I told him was, <clears throat> I said, "Let's uh, let's get some fluorocarbon line <clears throat> and a jig rod, and let's go out here and <clears throat> learn to develop a feel first. And so. That's really important. Stay with the same size jig, same with, stay with the same rod, mm-hmm. and let's go out there and develop a, a feel for what's going on on the bottom of the lake, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was most important. Yeah. Don't change your, don't make, get a good jig rod. <clears throat> don't change a lot of things so that you can always detect that bite. Uh-huh. Learn what the jig feels like on the bottom. Use fluorocarbon line because it transmits the feel better. Yes. You know, back to you better than anything else. It doesn't float; it sinks. So the the you know the line is it's a straight shot from your rod tip <clears throat> to your hook eye, mm-hmm. and those things are all really important. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things out there, but if you stay with the basics and <clears throat> learn to develop the feel for what you're doing, so that whenever it feels when your jig feels light or feels heavy, you know something's going on, right? Exactly. And that's the most important thing. And you can teach somebody to jig fish in a day if you'll show them a few of those little pointers um, about how to, you know, detect the bite. That's good stuff. And just learn to feel because, yep. um, you know, if a, if a fish picks it up and you lighten feels light, you know something happened. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And in Current Back River, we do a lot of feeling. You, we do a lot of line watching, a lot of feeling, and uh, especially when you're fishing down baits and dragon baits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, what a wonderful show. Again, the bonus segment here with you has been fabulous. Great information. Listen up, folks. Take it, really take it into what he just said. Fluorocarbon line, uh, don't change the weight. Don't worry about changing a bunch of colors. Uh, learning how to feel. Is a great tip for you. And a great thing to teach kids. Teach kids. Yes. Yeah. Again, uh, if you want to learn more about or purchase Jewel Baits, go to jewelbait.com. And again, I want to thank you, Gail, for being a great friend. And thank you for help sponsoring me uh, in fishing and stuff. And I'm a huge, huge Jewel Bait fan, and I always will be. And I appreciate our friendship. And uh, I still owe you a fishing trip. You need to get up here. And well, fish. I know you still. You keep promising me this. Well, you actually, never show actually up. Actually, you've committed, and I and I keep. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, all you, you got to do, all you got to do, Gail. All you got to do, Gail. Bring him a hound dog. Bring me That's a hound it. dog. Bring then I can go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. We're gonna wrap her up again. Go to jewelbait.com. Jewelbait.com. 
jewelbait.com. There you have it, everybody. What a great show. Again, when the roots run deep and strong, you never have to fear the wind.